Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. 77 WABC News Time, 5 o'clock, sponsored by Boulevard Watches, 27 and cloudy. Good morning, I'm Noam Layden, and this is the 77 WABC Early News. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, a mix of sun and clouds. Today, high 35. Tonight, overnight, a few passing clouds, low 25. And then tomorrow, it's like shorts weather compared to the way the weather's been recently. Partly cloudy Wednesday, high 44. If you're walking out the door right now, this early hour, 27 and cloudy here in Midtown. Uh, you know, I, I'm driving in this morning. People are already putting their Christmas trees out. <laughs> really? Like you can't hold on to it for a couple of days? You spent all that money. You decorated the thing. And you're already, it's, you know, some people are just like that. They're like, Christmas is over. I'm putting it on the street. Uh, I couldn't believe how many I've seen as I was driving in today. I mean, it may have been 25, 30 of them. Well, you can't hold on. 12, isn't it 12 days of Christmas? You got like eight more, nine more days left. All right, whatever. All right, let's get into it. The top five at five. It is still one big, huge mess in Buffalo today. Lots of your neighbors still waiting for the heat to come back on. Big delays, yeah, again, at the airports and apparently on Amtrak, too. Isn't that a whole lot of fun? Long Island Congressman-elect George Santos comes clean in what was an exclusive interview heard right here on 77 WABC. And just an awful story here in Manhattan. A mom going to the grocery store is gunned down. All right, the big stories of the day. Let's start up in Buffalo. Police emergency workers still urging those in Buffalo to stay off the roads. You Can you believe this? More snow is expected to pile on in the region again today, which is just hard to believe after everything that's fallen there. This once-in-a-generation storm hitting over the weekend. The Erie County executive says the storm is the worst he's ever seen. It's even compared to, remember that blizzard of 1977? I know it's hard for people to believe, but it was like looking at a white wall for... 14 to 18 hours straight, depending where you were. Yeah, everybody describing it that way. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown says it's going to take a whole longer time to recover. It's been described as a once-in-a-generation storm, and everything uh, that has been forecast, we have gotten in the city of Buffalo, and then some. Yeah, Governor Hochul says... So far, more than 550 rescues have been made throughout the event and continue to be made. People still kind of stuck in places the heat's off, the power's off. We still have scores and scores of vehicles that were abandoned when people left during the storm or just in a ditch. They can't possibly get out. We have had snow plows, major snow plows and rescue vehicles. I saw them myself in ditches buried in snow. And that death toll. It continues to rise. My guess is this number will go up, but it's over two dozen now. Some Buffalo residents have been found dead in their cars, some on the streets. 
Governor Hochul, who is from the Buffalo area, says hearts, of course, breaking for those families who lost loved ones, a time uh, when people should be celebrating the holidays. They're grieving inside, as we all are, for the families who are getting the horrible, heartbreaking news that their loved ones succumbed to the storm over the last day or two. Governor says hundreds working to help the community recover with more on the way. In fact, 200 members of the National Guard were deployed to the Buffalo area on Monday. But the governor warns it's too early to declare this situation over, especially with more snow in the forecast today. And, of course, there's... uh, All these great rescues that took place, stories of people being trapped on the street in their car and then knocking on a door of a home and saying, hey, I'm trapped. Can I come in? And people welcoming them into their house. Lots of great stories like that. And then, of course, there's the awful ones. Some people taking advantage of the bad weather by looting Buffalo stores. Mayor Byron Brown not mincing words for those people who are ripping off stores. I don't know how these people can even live with themselves, how they can look at themselves in the mirror. They are the lowest of of the low. He says they're not looting stores for food or other necessities. Not that that would be a good reason to break into a store. He says rather they're doing so for the goods that they want. So these aren't even people in distress. These are people that are taking advantage of a natural disaster and the suffering of many in our community. Buffalo Police Chief says officers have responded to several looting reports, intervened in some incidents, and actually have made some arrests. WABC News Time 505. Cities and towns around New York are helping Buffalo dig out. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman sending help in the form of manpower and some heavy-duty equipment. Two large payloaders, two pickup trucks, one large generator, one large air pump, four police cars, and two Chevy Tahoes. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Going to take that crew about 10 hours uh, to get it up there, members of the Nassau County Police Public Works and Office of Emergency Management are on their way to Buffalo. They say if they want them to stay longer, if they want more l- relief crews up in Buffalo, Nassau County is ready to send them. WABC News Time 506. This weekend's bone chilling cold led to a call by local utilities to conserve energy and temporarily turn down the thermostats. And here's the shocker. People actually did. Right. Normally they tell you to do that and people don't pay attention. But uh, in New York, energy spokesman Jamie McShane says the 50 degree change in temperature over the weekend until uh, Tuesday, until this morning, stress the interstate pipeline system. We rely on interstate pipelines that are coming from as far away as Pennsylvania, Gulf of Mexico, out west. Those pipelines had equipment problems caused by the increased demand. McShane says enough New Yorkers actually listened and the grid has held up. First check of traffic and transit and weather on the sevens. Let's go to WABC's Lori Blanchard. Hey, Noam, we've got some maintenance work at the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, Manhattan bound. Only the West Tube is open. Queens Midtown Tunnel, one lane block Queens bound. On the Bruckner Expressway, there's road work between the Bronx River and the Sheridan. In New Jersey, Garden State Parkway southbound, crash at exit 135. One and nine is closed at 10th Street. Uh, between 10th Street and Secaucus Road, there are downed wires there. And in Morris, traffic lights are out on 202 between Speedwell Avenue and Hanover Avenue, so take some caution there. In Westchester, eastbound 287, a crash at 95. On the island, 112, closed Barton Avenue to Woodside Avenue. It's an accident with a down pole. 
Alternate side, back in effect today. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy through mid-morning, our high today 34. Overnight, we're back down to around 27. Tomorrow, cloudy, warmer still, high 45. 29 degrees now. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC News Time 508. You got some neighbors in East Harlem in a NYCHA complex there. They've been without heat or hot water since Christmas. Eve Garcia says she was relaxing in her apartment at the Lincoln Houses eating Chinese food when things turned quickly chaotic over the weekend. High winds from the weekend storm caused one of those water tanks, you know, those ones that sit at the top of the building, to tip over. There's a lot of water in those water tanks. It flooded into the apartments below. Relaxing, eating Chinese food with my daughter. I got up to go get something to drink and noticed a puddle by my bedroom door. I said, where did this come from? I thought it was just my apartment. When I came out into the hallway, that's when I seen that it was way more than just my apartment. The staircase had extreme water just falling down. I can't remember a time, and I've covered New York for a while, where I've heard of one of those tanks tipping over. That's pretty serious. Some uh, residents acting quickly to prevent the water from coming into their apartments, taking anything, brooms, mops, to push it out of the building. We're freezing upstairs. We're using electric heaters at the moment. We're constantly losing heat. Okay. It's like a hit or miss. NYCHA says it's working on getting the heat back on in that building. WABC News Time 509, Southwest Airlines, the king of the cancellations yesterday. My guess is that will continue today. All across the board, 5,000 flights in or out of the U.S. canceled on Monday, all due to just the weather and trying to play catch up with all the flights that were canceled over the weekend. I am from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm trying to get home to my family, and I can't do that until Wednesday. Can you imagine you make those plans to go home for the holidays and you're still not there yet? And it's Tuesday already. Do you turn around and go back home? I would think you would. Uh, People also who already made it trying to make it back home. That's not going to happen either for lots of folks. People tried to figure out ahead of time what was going to happen to their flight at home. And then they'd get to the airport and they'd get burned anyway. Everything said the flight was still happening. Got here, went on my phone, finally everything loaded, saw canceled. And now I still can't even change my flight to any opening spot that comes up. We rescheduled that flight for today. Today's flight is now canceled. Um, so this is, was going to be my first flight post, post-COVID. Um, and? And it's apparently canceled. Yeah. I, I, I just I, That's why I don't travel over the holidays. I feel like this just happens every time. Hubs having the most issues include uh, Denver, Las Vegas here in New York, Midway, Dallas, all the big places, Phoenix, Sky Harbor, all those connection cities, lots of problems. A lot of people on my flight were like, I've been traveling since yesterday. Yeah. I bet. Uh, Airlines say they will try and play catch up again today. I'm looking at the tote board already this morning. And yeah, delays and cancellations. WABC News Time 511. So how about taking a train? That has to be better than hopping a flight. Well, no, that's not the case. At Moynihan Train Hall here in Manhattan last night, Amtrak passengers were sleeping on the floor or waiting on endless lines for trains that came hours and hours late. Delay, delay. Well, they didn't even say what delay. The lack of communication on Amtrak's part is it's ridiculous. I was supposed to be at my destination at 1.20. They said that at 1 p.m. So Amtrak... Uh, Amtrak figure it out. Yes, yeah, some passengers say they waited 
nine hours for a train to finally arrive. Amtrak was not saying much at first, which is, you know, completely annoying to be in the dark. Why isn't the train coming? Then they tweeted out all kinds of things. They said there was unexpected track work and that was causing the delays. Then they said there was some pipe that burst in some tunnel. All very confusing for the people who just wanted to get somewhere last night. It really is insane, and it's really poor management, and Amtrak should be sued by all of us, but we're not powerful enough to do that. It really is obscene. Just uh, trying to find a place to sit and um, being told you can't sit there pretty much, and then um, just guessing at, you know, there's a lot of guessing. Yeah, Amtrak tweeting last night that they were operating six hours and 50 minutes late. Yikes. WABC News Time 512. Did you watch and did you listen to Cats at Night last night with our owner and operator, John Castamatidis? He had the exclusive George Santos, the Long Island congressman who may have fudged much of his biography, comes on to the show with John last night at 515, admitted that he lied on the campaign trail about his education and some of his work experience, but insisting that the controversy won't deter him from serving out his two-year term in Congress, which begins in January. The $700,000 you put into the election, was that your money? That is the money of that I paid myself through my company, the Volder Organization. Yeah, all the answers are kind of like that, where you start to say, is he telling me the truth? It was hard to tell. Santos's professional biography called into question earlier this month after the New York Times reported he misrepresented a number of claims, including where he attended college, his alleged employment history. In, in these times is when you really know who has your back. And I have had an immense amount of support. And I really want to thank each and every person. And I want to make sure that if I disappointed anyone by resume embellishment, I'm sorry. Yeah, he also admitted he never graduated from any college, despite claiming to have received a degree from Baruch and going to NYU. Of course, he was elected to Congress November 8th to represent Long Island and Queens, a third district. Uh, also accused of lying about his family history. He was kind of dicey on that question as well. He had sort of said he was Jewish and that his parents had escaped the Nazis, but maybe none of that is true, too. I will deliver to you on everything I campaigned on because it's still the same guy still the same message, still the same priorities. Yeah, so uh, he was married, but now he's gay, which is okay. All right, so maybe he found himself. Also acknowledging that he was a deadbeat tenant in Queens, didn't pay the rent. In, in these times is when you really know who has your back. And I have had an immense amount of support, and I really want to thank each and every person. And I want to make sure that if I disappointed anyone by resume embellishment, I'm sorry. He says he's upset at the New York Times for what he called a hit piece, but it sounds like they got a lot of the information kind of right. Just like they nitpicked at me, now it's going to be my time to nitpick at both journalists who made it their mission to slander me across this country and across the world. And let's see what happens at the end. But the one thing is, I will be sworn in. I will take office. Another great exclusive from John and Cats at Night right here, heard on 77 WABC. That's why you should never miss that show, 5 o'clock every day right here on WABC. WABC News Time 515. Let's get caught up in the world of sports. Here's Justin Ellick.
Well, thank you, Gnome, indeed. Not much going on last night here locally, just one basketball game. So we'll start here with the Nets. They stay red hot in Cleveland, beating the Cavaliers last night by a score of 125-117 to 117 to move their win streak to nine games. The franchise's longest streak since moving to Brooklyn. This was essentially a game between the Nets and Cleveland point guard Darius Garland who poured in a game-high 46 points to make this one respectable for the Cavs down the stretch. But as has been the case of late, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant were all business clocking out with 32 points each and their 40 and 36 minutes on the floor, respectively. After months of distractions that stained the encore product for Brooklyn early on in the season, the Nets uh, have now won 13-14 and are beginning to look like the title contender we all thought they would. KD spoke following the game about those early distractions and how the Nets were able to deal with the drama in-house. I felt like we always been focused. I felt like we don't even talk about some of the stuff that may have been loud around our team. Like, we don't talk about this come in and go to work and go home. Like, there's more noise on the outside for us, to be honest. And it's been like that since day one. But what we did was simplify both ends of the basketball. It's not like, man, finally we got the noise out of our locker room and now we can play. I just think we always been locked in on, on basketball and trying to help, uh, get this thing back on track. Brooklyn will try to move the streak to 10 straight wins come tomorrow night in Atlanta against the Hawks. As for the Knicks, they'll be back on the hardwood tonight in Dallas for an 8.30 p.m. tip-off against the Mavericks. And Monday Night Football brought us another clinched playoff spot as the Los Angeles Chargers get past the Colts in Indianapolis by a score of 20-3 to to clinch their first postseason berth since 2018. As for the Colts, they're essentially begging for season's end here as an underwhelming season. We'll see them miss the playoffs after five straight losses under interim head coach Jeff Saturday and looking ahead to local action here tonight. Uh, the Washington Capitals, they'll pay the Rangers a visit uh, for a 7 p.m. puck drop at MSG. And the Islanders are set to welcome in the Pittsburgh Penguins. That puck drop set for 7.30. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Justin. 517, a check of traffic, transit, and weather. Here's Lori Blanchard. No, and we're still looking at some construction at the Battery Tunnel. Uh, going Manhattan bound, only the West Tube is open. Now in the Bronx, a new crash, westbound Bruckner Expressway by the Bronx River. In New Jersey, the Garden State Parkway is open again. Southbound exit 135, the accident's cleared. One and nine still closed. 10th Street to Secaucus Road with down wires. And use caution in Morris. Traffic lights are out on 202 between Speedwell Avenue and Hanover Avenue. In Westchester County, 287, an eastbound crash at exit 12. Maintenance clearing up both ways at the Tappan Zee Bridge. On the island, Route 112 is closed between Barton Avenue and Woodside Avenue in East Patchogue. That's an accident with a down pole. Alternate side is in effect today. Metro North is on a Sunday schedule. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy through mid-morning today. We'll see partly cloudy skies midday. Your high today is 34. Tonight, a cold one again with a low down around 27. Tomorrow, cloudy, warmer, high 45. Tomorrow night, your lows are in the upper 20s. And then for Thursday and Friday, we're back to sunny skies, highs in the upper 40s. We may hit even 50 degrees. 27 degrees now. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77, WABC. WABC News Time 519, just an awful story out of Manhattan yesterday. A woman going grocery shopping. I mean, doesn't get any more normal than that. 1130 in the morning. She's in Inwood. She's out to go to the store. 
and she is gunned down. Bullets meant for somebody else. 64-year-old Valeria Ortegas walking to the grocery store when this unmanned gunman opened fire from across the street. She got killed, you know, for no reason. She wasn't moving. I was in the head. I, she got, got uh, hit. You got to be careful. It's sad. You need to be anybody's mother, sister. As I can tell, you should be careful, you know, when she walks. Yeah, Ortegas taken to Harlem Hospital where she was pronounced dead. Police looking for two people who fled the scene on a scooter. They can't find them fast enough. WABC News Time 520. A man arrested at JFK with a disassembled semi-automatic handgun. It was found in his baggage. He was try- definitely trying to hide this because the parts were found wrapped in plastic and hidden inside two jars of peanut butter including a fully loaded magazine. As you might guess, he has been arrested. An alert being issued following reports of price gouging on children's medicine. You might have heard someone called in to Frank overnight saying that uh, they can't find children's medicine on the shelf at their local pharmacy because of this tridemic, the flu, RSV, covid And uh, kids' medicine is uh, just not being made fast enough. So now you have New York Attorney General Letitia James warning consumers and businesses about overpriced painkillers and fever reducers. So everybody's, well, I shouldn't say everybody. Some people trying to make a buck on this, which is just awful when you think it's drugs that could help uh, find relief for some kids. The drugs have seen an increase in demand due to the tridemic. James says the medicine is being sold as high as three times its normal retail value. If you see somebody price gouging like that, you should let the attorney general's office know about them so they can go after them. WABC News Time 521. A man wanted in a violent crime spree across Manhattan is facing a slew of charges after he was arrested. NYPD chief of detectives says 35-year-old Roland Cordington has been charged with murder and attempted murder. This guy went on a long stabbing shooting spree, just awful stuff. Three random assaults occurring, or two at least, you know, the bar. He knows the patrons of the bar. He frequents that bar. But we're looking at all unprovoked stabbings throughout the city to see if he's done any others. Yeah, thank God this killer, this creep off the streets. It was uh, December 22nd when Codrington allegedly entered this bar in East Harlem with a baseball bat and a pit bull, attacked one female bartender, stabbed two of her co-workers. Then hours later, the 60-year-old man was found stabbed to death in Marcus Garvey Park, and police say Codrington could be seen getting into the victim's car. The crime priest started uh, just days before when uh, Cordrington allegedly fatally slashed a 51-year-old man in the neck at a random place in the East Village. Uh, None of these crimes connected, but thank God this guy is off the streets. A flight attendant finds herself in trouble with the law after she tried to board uh, with a different type of a carry-on. 41-year-old Therese White of Dallas pleaded guilty last week to possession with the intent to distribute fentanyl. Back in October, she attempted to fly out of San Diego International Airport with more than three pounds of the drug taped to her belly. She tried to use her status as a flight crew member to get past the security check, but was forced into regular passenger screening. White will be sentenced in March. She faces up to 20 years in prison. I'm Eddie McCoven. Yeah, trying to have a side hustle there, making extra money. WABC News Time 523. NBC News Vicki Nguyen. 
out with some suggestions for people who need to return any gifts they receive for the holidays. If you were at the malls or the stores yesterday, yeah, packed with people who were either trying to cash in on those gift cards or return gifts. Make sure you don't remove it from the original packaging. Even though stores are pretty generous with their return policies these days, they're a lot more likely to give you a cash refund rather than store credit if they can resell the item. Nguyen recommends folks uh, try and find out the return policy for the store they need to visit before heading there. And then bring a gift receipt with them, of course, if they have one. Amazon's 30-day and Walmart's 90-day policies are being replaced by a January 31st holiday return window. Bed Bath Beyond, Home Depot, and Lowe's have 90-day return policies. Kohl's, 180 days. And Costco will let you return products at any time. Yeah, so the good news is you don't have to run out today. You can wait to return those things. She also says you should ask about a restocking fee, which can be up to 25% of the purchase price for some items, which seems a little outrageous. WABC News Time 524. Holiday deliveries uh, still being delayed by that massive storm over the weekend. UPS reporting having service outages in four states, including New York and Ohio. Uh, not seeing some pickup and deliveries, of course, in places like Buffalo. FedEx also alerting customers about substantial disruptions at its Memphis and Indianapolis hubs, causing delays, of course, nationwide because most of the packages go through there and back out. WABC News Time 524. Mix of sun and clouds today, high 35. If you're walking out the door right now, 27 and clear. This is a wild story. Former Vice President Mike Pence has not filed paperwork to run for president in 2024, despite a filing with the Federal Election Commission on Monday. Uh, A filing with the FEC that was processed on Monday indicated that Pence had officially thrown his hat in the ring for the 2024 presidential nomination, according to the agency's website. However, a spokesperson for the former vice president quickly shot down the speculation, confirming in a short statement on Twitter that Pence did not file to run for president today. So who did? Isn't this odd? It looked like he was running. It's not clear who filed the paperwork on Pence's behalf, with the former vice president's spokesperson suggesting it may have been a prank. But how do you pull off a prank like that? I guess maybe it's easier than we think. Uh, by the way, I should point out, thanks to John Castamatidis, we had a chance to sit down with the former vice president, about six or seven of us, last week and have a great conversation with him. Uh, no surprise, very impressive guy. Uh, is he going to run? I mean, I, I think he probably will. Former President Trump, of course, remains the only Republican so far to declare his candidacy for the 2024 race. WABC News Time 526. Okay, Hanukkah and Christmas are essentially over, but Kwanzaa, that has just started. The week-long celebration of black history and culture was originally created back in the 1960s by activist and professor Dr. Maulana Karenga. The celebration grew more popular in the 1980s and 90s, Cultural Holiday celebrates the seven principles of unity, self-determination, collective responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. I'm Phil Hewlett. Time for traffic and transit on the sevens. Let's go back to Lori Blanchard. Hey, Noam, we're open again going through the Bronx on the Bruckner westbound at the Bronx River, but there is that roadwork stretching from the Bronx River into the Sheridan. Uh, the Queens Midtown Tunnel, Queensbound, one lane block, traffic okay there so far. And look out for that overnight maintenance at the Battery Tunnel, Manhattan bound. Only the West Tube is open. In New Jersey, new problems in Belleville, northbound 21, a car fire at Main Street, all lanes are closed. On one and nine, 
Also closed, 10th Street to Secaucus Road. That's because of down wires. And traffic lights are out through Morris along 202 from Speedwell Avenue to Hanover Avenue. So use a little caution there. Westchester County, 287 eastbound. An accident at exit 12. This is the ramp to 95. That's closed down. In Orange County, 218 is closed from Cornwall to West Point. That's always an icy spot this time of year. On the island, Route 112 is closed in Patchong between Barton Avenue and Woodside Avenue, an accident with a down pole. In West Babylon on Sunrise Highway Service Road, a new crash at East Hubbard's Path. Alternate side is back in effect today. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly cloudy through mid-morning, partly cloudy by afternoon with a high of 34. The overnight low tonight around 27. Tomorrow, cloudy, warmer, high 45. Tomorrow night, highs in the upper 30s. Thursday and Friday, sunny skies. Highs in the upper 40s near 50. And then showers are back and likely on Saturday with a high approaching 50 degrees. New Year's Eve might be a warmer one. I'm Lori Blanchard, Talk Radio 77 WABC. WABC News Time 528. Noam Layden in for Deborah Valentine, who's taking a well-earned vacation. Do you remember this? Uh, it was a couple months back that Whoopi Goldberg made some comments about the Holocaust that people found offensive. And she was suspended from The View for, was it a week or a couple days? Well, uh, now she's facing, so you would think, once you made those comments, you might not make them again, even if you thought you were absolutely correct. But uh, no, she was back there making them again. Whoopi Goldberg facing backlash after some new remarks about the Holocaust. During an interview with the Sunday Times that was published over the weekend, the View co-host told the British newspaper that the Holocaust wasn't originally based on race. She added that Nazi Germany officials were killing people they considered to be mentally defective. The Times of Israel is among the groups to condemn her comments, calling them incendiary. Goldberg was previously suspended by The View earlier this year for similar remarks about race and the Holocaust, which she later apologized for. I'm Mark Mayfield. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.